Welcome to the Nixus Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Nix. Uh, you guys know me by now, hopefully. I hope so. Uh, my guest this week is Venomous from Lennox. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Um, Lennox, where, where, where does, where's the band located? Where is... Yeah, so we're just south of Nashville, Tennessee in the U.S., uh, primarily a, a studio band right now. My, my bass player is in Greece, and we've never met. My drummer is in Argentina, and we have never met. Um, but uh, right now, we are in the process of looking for live musicians and looking to have our first show later on this year. It, it is hard to um, have shows when you're not living at the same place, you know. Well, I see one band on Facebook right now, uh, Sticks and Box. Box and Six, yeah, Box and Six. Um, they do remote shows like that. They're all over the U.S. That's how they do their shows, just on the internet. You know, I, I, there's another guy, and I can't remember his name. He's a keyboard player, and I want to say he he hosts like virtual jam sessions. I can't remember the guy's name. I thought it was a really interesting idea. That's pretty cool. I mean, with the internet today, right? Right. So how was music? How was music introduced to you? Introduced to me, uh, well, definitely from family. Um, you know, my my, my parents lo- like to listen to records. Um, you know, I grew up in the seventies and eighties, so there was a lot of that. You know, classic rock just in my DNA, I suppose. But um, yeah, at a young age, we were having. I want to say it was like a Christmas get together. I was really young. And my uncle brought over a guitar. It's an acoustic guitar. He was playing songs and people were singing along. And it just fucking blew my mind that somebody I knew could play music. Of course, I'm, I'm five. And so now my uncle is, is a, a rock star to me. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I don't know if it's that Christmas or the next one, but I remember getting like one of those little toy guitars that old kids get. And they're, they're normally just like that. They're, they're a toy. Well, he actually tuned the strings and, and taught me a chord. Um, and I'm not saying I was playing at five years old, mind you, but that was the seed. I always blame my Uncle Chris for turning me into a guitar player uh, between, you know, playing for the family and entertaining people and then, you know, helping me tune that toy guitar and showing me a, showing me a chord or two. Yeah, that was my introduction. I mean, it starts young. Like, I, I mean, we're trying to do it with the kids here too. You know, you, music, music is so important to all of us. Obviously, <laughs> we're all you know very involved in it. Um, so it, it's nice to see that kids are still getting that uh, inspiration from family members. And what's the plans for the coming months for Lennox? So big picture, um, my goal for 2023 was to write and record a song a month for nine months. Um, and that sounds easy and doable uh, unless you also have a full-time job and a girlfriend and kids and, you know, stuff like that. So um, believe it or not, completely writing and recording a song a month is a uh, is a challenge, but that's, that's the goal. Um, I'm right there on target with it. And, uh, uh, the, 
The goal for the end of the year is to put out the full length by December um, and also have a album release show in December. I already reached out to a, uh, a buddy I'm friends with. He's, he's in another black metal band in Nashville and he books shows. And um, so, yeah, uh, uh, as soon as we, uh, we, we get the band put together, the live band put together, yeah. you know, we're going to start booking that show. And um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. So here's the thing. Uh, I, I used to have this goal that I wanted to write and record a CD of my material before I turned 40. I just turned 49. <laughs> so uh, the thing is, if I get this album out before the end of the year, I'm going to get the album out before I'm 50. <laughs> I mean, better, better late than never, right? There, things happen in life and we get, we just like, that's just proof that you, you don't quit, you know? That's right. You're doing it. You're doing it a little, a little later than you planned, but you're still doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of trying to do one song a month and have kids and the girlfriend and the work and obligation, how are you going to balance all of that? Um, so it's a combination of things. You know, uh, I, I think you have to do something for you. Right. You have to have your recreation. Um, and the the danger you have with with having a music hobby is your your passion can become your vocation, or at least you think it's becoming your vocation. A lot of bands think they're better than they are. A lot of bands think they're bigger than they are. Um, but even when they are, even even when the bands are really good and, they, and they've got fans, um it's very common for a band to uh, either break up because personalities clash or spend so much time and effort in the band that maybe they, they break their home relationship. So the big thing for me is, is making sure that, um, you know, other people in my family um, feel loved and attended to. Right. Uh, and also make sure that I uh, have, my downtime as well. So if my music is becoming work, in other words, I'm going to bring this all full circle. You know, even though I'm a small band, I've been a band for four months. I've got three songs out. One of them is a cover. So I'm humble about that. I'm I'm not the biggest thing out there, but I also know not to turn my art into a vocation. So if I've had a long day at work and I'm tired and, and I'm grumpy and I'm supposed to go record for an hour that night, I don't, I, I, get on the couch and watch some Star Trek and, and, and have a, a chill night out. Um, so that's, that's the big thing for me is, is, is making sure that other people that are important in my life, they feel that they're important in my life and then making sure I've got the downtime as well. I think it's important, <clears throat> you know, the people in your life, uh, music is always going to be there no matter what the people in your life, you have to cherish, you have to make sure that, they feel important. You have to, you know, and taking time for yourself, mental health. Music is an outlet, but taking time for yourself is also very important. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, m- mental health has, has cost us some, some great musicians. Uh, absolutely. So I, I definitely thank you for, uh, for doing that. It was nice, but, it, you know, like everybody that week's like, oh, it was a pleasure talking to you guys, but I'm sorry we talked about, you know, things like that, but it's important to talk about uh, awareness, 
uh, somebody talking about it might give somebody else courage to talk about it. So uh, I think we're going to have like at least one mental health day a month. I think it's important. And it brought people together. It brought a lot of new friends together. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Other than music, what are your hobbies? Other than music, um, well, I, I like to work out. Took a little bit of a break for an injury, but I'm a I'm a pretty uh, pretty consistent gym guy. Um, I I like to read. I'm a very just curious person. Um, I like to dig into uh, everything from world religions to um, uh, quantum mechanics, you know, uh, to role playing games. That's kind of what my bookshelf looks like. It goes from you know. <laughs> Stephen Hawking to Anton LaVey to Wolverine, uh, all in one bookshelf. But that's, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I feel that my bookshelf also looks like that. I have some Anton LaVey, have, you know, like all over the place. Good to read stuff that are out of the ordinary. Uh, I like fiction, but I also like to educate myself also. But it's always nice. Knowledge is power. I mean, what they say, right? What they say. <laughs> Where do you find the inspiration for your music? Uh, you know, it kind of comes from everywhere. Um, so I'm trying to write uh, music that, yes, embraces uh, dark themes. Um, you know, you can't have a black metal band uh, not deal with the occult and Satan and ice, you know, <laughs> um, but at the same time, um, I, I'm trying to pull from real world experience as I do that um, and try to find uh, my own personal way to navigate that. So in other words, uh, my music for me is, is an expression of me. Um, uh, and it's kind of like when you, when you create a painting or write a poem or make a sculpture where, where a little piece of you is, is transferred into the art, right? So as far as inspiration goes, if I have, um, you know, a struggle with substance abuse, or if I have anger over an interaction, or if I think there's injustice in the world from, you know, war to, uh, religion, racism, um, those things are angering. And, and metal music is a very great avenue to express your anger. Okay. And what, what people who are not metalheads don't understand is how fucking great metalheads are. Side story. I went to a um, music festival last year called the Tennessee Devastation Metal Festival. Right? It's put on by Metal Devastation Radio, Zach Moonshine. Uh, Zach's a great guy. He's a promoter. And the locals were protesting us, said that we were opening a portal to hell and were trying to get us shut down, almost got us shut down for 2023. We did lose the venue. We lost the venue and we had to change locations. Here's the ironic thing and, and why I bring up the Devastation Festival. It was like a picnic for metalheads. I mean, there were beards and, and denim vests and tattoos fucking everywhere. Nobody was hitting nobody. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's no drugs. It was just a bunch of happy, goofy people who happen to like angry music, right? 
Absolutely. Any festival I went to, that was pedal festivals, it was peaceful, it was fun, there was no problem. And then you look at the, I mean, latest incidents, the hip-hop festivals, where people are dying because they're getting squished. Like, you don't see that with metal people. We'll lift each other up. If somebody falls, pick him up. And it should be. I, 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 I've, I've seen bands on, it's a band called Trivium. Yes. Uh, the excellent video of them on YouTube. Somebody fell down in the pit and he stopped. He stopped, turned on the house lights, pointed security at the guy, made sure the guy got up, and then started the song again. So anyway, back to inspiration. <laughs> um, working through anger with stuff that you went through in life uh, through music can be exhilarating, right? And um, uh, that's that's really what I'm coming out to. And, and 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 I use a lot of metaphors in my music. You know, th- this song sounds like uh, it's about vampires, but it's about religious people. It's about the people who are literally sucking the soul out of you, you know, and they're, they're, they're vampires in a different way. They're not the Hollywood vampires that are pretty and they're romantic. They're the classic vampires that are zombies and are, and are sapping your energy. So, so sometimes I'm going to talk about things in my life through those kind of metaphors. And uh, that's, that's where I'm coming from. All right. Let's take a little break and listen to of greater forces by Lennox.
And we're back. We just listened to Of Greater Forces by Lennox. We have Venomous sitting with us here. And let's keep going with the questions. But first, let's talk about the song a little bit. What's the inspiration for it? So uh, this song um, is basically about realizing that deep inside, we are either gods or monsters. Right. We've all got the capacity to love. We've got the capacity to hate. Um, what are you going to do about it? What are your, what are the choices you're going to make? Right. And there is some occult symbology there. You can either take it metaphorically or literally. Um, the, the chorus says the step into the realms unknown, um, realize the cosmic horror that you are. So normally when we hear the word cosmic horror, it's a, it's a Lovecraftian kind of a term you're thinking out there in space is some kind of great cosmic God for, for good or bad. Right. Um, and, you know, in, in religions, everybody's trying to pray to that God, sacrifice to that God so he doesn't come and, and destroy us. Um, but some religions uh, teach that you are God. I'm God. We're all God. We're all connected. We're all So you could take this song literally that that you can become the God of your own universe, or you could take it metaphorically, and that is, the choices that you make, you know, uh, decide whether or not you're a great person or an asshole. So, yeah, that's a, that's of greater forces for you. Leaving it into the interpretation of the listener. That's well, that's a lot of people are like, well, you know, I, I'm not sure if I should talk about the song because I don't know if it's going to change somebody's feeling about it. So that's why I always ask you guys now. You know, you mind talking about it? You know, just, to, you know. Some people prefer to keep the mystery, leave it to the listeners. You know, I, I don't mind there being some context. And, you know, I, I will say, uh, I, you know, you always hate to make a blanket statement, but I, I would say there's a, there's a great chance that nearly every song on the album is going to be like that, where there's, um, it's not a strict black and white duality. There's, there's shades of gray. And, you know, again, like we were talking before the break, my music reflects who I am. And that's kind of my life philosophy. There, there's a lot of people in life that want you to be either or. Take any political hot button issue uh, and you either completely uh, are for or are completely against something. And in reality, the answer is a little bit more nuanced. Yes. Where can we find you guys? Where? We are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the, the main um, screen name uh, is Lennox Metal. So it's L-E-N-A-X Metal. So LennoxMetal.com. Of course, that's going to be Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Bandcamp are the big ones. Um, as of the time of this recording, we don't have a Twitter um, I, I don't personally see the value in that platform, but if my mind has changed between now and the time this airs, uh, <laughs> Lennox Metal is probably not taken. So, yeah. On streaming platforms like Spotify and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, yeah, we're on all the digital distribution, so you're gonna find Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Uh, uh, you know, while we have a YouTube channel, the uh, the distribution automatically puts all of our music into YouTube music as well. So, you know, you can, you can see our music videos on the YouTube channel, but if you just put in Lennox of greater forces, uh, 
you know, you'll get one of two videos. You either get the, uh, the lyric video, uh, or you'll get the, the streaming one that was put up by the distributor. Awesome. Do you guys have merch? We do. Um, I, I, I was going to have some within reach, but uh, I hear this isn't going to be a video. <laughs> um, we do. We've got a uh, we've got a T-shirt for uh, the so the full length album is going to be called Infection, and so the uh, the shirt has got um, this pentagram that's got a lot of just nasty growth coming out of it. It's got the band logo and it says Infection, um, and then we've got a matching. Uh, Sticker and a guitar pick. I got some stickers here. It's just the logo. Very cool. Yeah, if I, I should probably send some of these to my favorite radio host. It's a good thing. I got uh, Evil Leaf up there. Nice. I have an yeah. anger overdose T-shirt coming in for $19.99. You know, I I know the folks in Anger Overdose. There there might be some work we're doing together in the future. I like hearing that. What's the creative process? Like, how do you guys, since on top of it, you guys are like not even located together. You're like all over the place. How do you guys create the music? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've been asked this question before and um, I, I normally kind of give a similar answer. And that is uh, it starts with the drum beat. You know, it really does, and I, and I and I do use program drums to start with, um, and I, I I find some drum beats that I like, and then I just I just pick up the guitar and I I play some shit that I like, and at some point the guitars and the drums start to form a song. You, you you've got the fast part, the slow part, the turnaround part, um, and then I I find what I want to sing about. Now, lyrically, um, sometimes the lyrics come out of a darker place. You know, I, I do some journaling um, and uh, I do some other type of work that produces written output. And some of that written output um, finds its way in, into the music, um, you know, not directly, um, you know, per se, like out of an occult working where, like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do a spell and I'm going to talk to a demon and the demon's going to dictate me the lyric. But, it's nothing like that, um, but there is uh, some work in that area that opens you up to inspiration, right? Because a lot of times when people are trying to uh, write, and it could be a story, poetry, whatever, a lot of times people are trying to write, they're really trying to force the issue, you know, and, and, and it has to be, you know, this many lines, and, and it has to rhyme like this in a certain structure, and if you chill the fuck out a little bit, Right. If you chill the fuck out a little bit and, 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 and get rid of the daily buzz that's in your head, um, these other ideas can just kind of flow out of you. But no, uh, overall, I, I would say there's, there's, there's some bit of removing layers of stress, removing layers of, of bias, um, getting out of my head that you know, a song has to be X, Y, and Z. Uh, for example, you know, with the song of greater forces, if, if you listen to it, um, most of the lines don't rhyme. A lot of the lines have a different meter to them. And there's actually what started out to be a mistake near the end of the song. So here's an interesting anecdote that I, I, I wish I would have talked about earlier. 
And that is, there is a guest vocalist on Of Greater Forces. That that wasn't me. It was a, a, a local singer goes by the name Imperator Mortem. And Imperator um, isn't currently in a band. I was I was looking for people to kind of put together uh, some demos, and I absolutely loved the kid's voice. Really did. If I wasn't hell-bent on um, doing this myself, I would say, hey, man, me and you have to be uh, a band together. But anyway, what I wanted him to do um, was to, to repeat the chorus at the end, the complete chorus, right? Um, and... There wasn't enough room. There wasn't enough room. And in other words, I needed another line of music, like re- repeat the chord progression one more time. And instead of asking me about it, he, he cut out some of the second chorus and jammed it all together. So as that song comes to a close, it almost sounds messy, but what it is, it's this, it's a descent into chaos, right? Because it's, it's about, the cosmic horror, open wide the gates of hell, that kind of thing. And the song descends into chaos and it sounds fucking amazing. You know, it, it's got some, some spatial effects that pan from right to left right near the end. Uh, he doubles his own voice where there's like a high scream and a low scream together. Um, and like I said, it, it kind of started out as a mistake. I didn't give him enough bars of music. He decided to do this, didn't tell me, gave it back to me. And I was like, for two seconds, I was mad. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, this is, it kicked me in the face is what it did. <laughs> Happy so, yeah, so I'm glad we talked about it after, but if anybody didn't get that out of the song, go go back and listen to it, man. Tell me what you think. That's all right. We can find it on Spotify, guys. Go on Spotify. Type yeah. Of Greater Forces, Lennox, and hit that follow button. And at the same time... Hit the like on that song and add it to your playlist. There you go. That's what you can do. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> What's the best piece of advice another musician ever gave you? Um, to do something for your music every day, right? That was a big thing. And, and it could be uh, pick up your guitar and play every day. Um, it could be, um, you know, read music theory. I mean, you name it. But um, the consistency uh, is absolutely key. Um, you know, because you can, you can dream about what you want to do, right? Cause not, not everybody's thing is music. You know, it might be, you want to write a book, you want to paint miniatures, you want to go start a Dungeons and Dragons game. You want to go to the gym. A lot of people just talk, talk about and think about the thing they want to do and they don't fucking do it. So I think the best advice somebody ever gave me was, to do something for your music every day. I think it's a good advice. I was talking with Keith from uh, Nightfall. Okay. On uh, well, the beginning of the week. And uh, that's what he was telling me, too. He was, um, I was going to work, coming back from work, sitting down and practicing for like six to eight hours a day. You know what I mean? Like He's like, it's constant. You have to constantly, constantly practice. And like I, I wanted to start playing guitar, but I don't have more than like one hour a day, so it's taking me forever. But you know, slowly going turtle speed, we'll get there one day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the ultimate career goal for Lennox? You know, I don't know that I have an ultimate career goal. I definitely have 
2023 goal and the 2024 goal. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep my head on straight. Like the fact that I'm doing music at all is, is night and day from where I was even five months ago. Um, you know, I, I want to get the album done and I want to get the album pressed in vinyl. Um, that's, that's this year. I, you know, get the album done, the album in vinyl, the first show. Next year, I want to, I want to play four or five shows. I mean, and, and that's not a lot. You know, I, I used to tell bands you have to play four or five shows a month. I want to play four or five shows in the year. Um, I would say my ultimate goal, if, if my music is self-sustaining, if people are enjoying it, um, and, and, and it's, and it's doing something for them, I'll, I'll be happy with that. You know, and, uh, you know, realizing again, this is, this is, you know, what we call black metal. Sometimes when I say doing something for you, it might not be good. In my, my, I have a buddy in a local band called, uh, Storm Ritual. So, uh, Storm Ritual, the, uh, lead guitar player, lead singer's name is Wizard. He said to me, black metal should hurt. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it should hurt. Like the sound of the music might be repulsive to you. It might grate on your ears. It might make you feel emotionally unsettled. And that's what it's supposed to do. You know, it's not for everybody. It's, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it really not. It, it really is not for everybody. Some people won't like it. And that's OK. To each drone. Right. Yeah. We're here when we offer an open platform. I listen to all you guys, all the bands. I can hear all kinds of different stuff in a day, which is it's pretty amazing, though. It's when you open up your emails and you can click on every email and it's different genre, different language, um, different music instruments. Uh, Soleil Noir plays the didgeridoo in his song. Didgeridoo? Is that um, the French band? Yes. Yeah, I love those guys, man. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say their name for me because I'll, I'll screw it up. Soleil Noir. Yeah, yeah. This translation to Dark Sun. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm unapologetically a metalhead, but yesterday I was talking with a coworker at work about 90s hip hop. And, you know, sometimes people are surprised, but, you know, a lot of metalheads, we, we, it's almost like a dirty cigarette. It's like, yeah, we listen to hip hop, especially if it's aggressive. You know, um, it's it's beat driven, emotional music. Yes. You know? And hey, it's not for everybody. Not everybody likes rap. You know, like, hip hop was. I mean that that that's the hip hop I prefer. I mean, there's some good yeah. ones now, but that's that's the hip hop that I would turn to. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Um, let's see. Talk about ultimate career goals. Where would you like to play? Um, where would I like to play? I'd like to play somewhere overseas, you know, um, and, and that's, that's varied. You know, you can go overseas and play in a, in a little club. You can go play at a big festival. If I play at a big festival, I'd play to an empty crowd. Nobody knows who I am. But, um, Right now, the way I, where I see me, I, I see my music in small clubs, uh, the kind of club where if, if 50 people are in there, they're, they're shoulder to shoulder, you know, and it's, it's, and it's beards and miniskirts and tattoos everywhere. You know, that's, that's what I want to see. And I, I would love to play in a small club, loud, dark, full of metal heads. Yeah. Who would you like to play with? 
Um, definitely some locals. Uh, you know, I mentioned Storm Ritual. Uh, as a, uh, some folks in Kentucky named uh, Obsidian Shrine. Love to play with those guys. Um, if I could play with larger bands, that would be fucking amazing. I'm a big fan of the uh, Norwegian scene. Thirteen Forty Nine is one of my uh, one of my more liked bands. Uh, obviously, Mayhem, uh, absolute progenitors of the genre. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, Immortal is probably way way up there for me. Uh, one of our first songs was an Immortal cover. Um, so I, I you know, yeah, I, probably any Norwegian black metal band would be a fucking dream. I mean, you never know. You never know. Right. <laughs> um, let's um, take a break and listen to your latest song that you've released, Your Dimension, and we'll come back and talk about it. All right. Sounds good.
we just listen to Inner Dimensions. It's a song about where are we going with that one. Okay, so this is another song with dualities and metaphors in it. Um, this is a song about discovering um, something about you that's broken, right? Uh, that's a weakness and, uh, and turning it into a strength. Um, and that sounds nice and positive for a black metal band, you know, but the, the lyrics, the lyrics aren't necessarily that positive. So, so when you, when you hear the lyrics, um, you know, it says discovering the curse is not the worst. It's just the inner dimension, um, under dark moons, but the other side still needs the sun. And there's this implication that there's a, it's a shapeshifter there, you know, there's a vampire, there's a werewolf, you know, um, the implication is there, uh, but anything that's a part of you that's weak, it's it's just a part of you, right? You know, maybe you have ADHD, or maybe you were abused as a kid, or you know, maybe you've got um, anger issues or, or whatever. Um, those don't have to define you, right? A lot of times we get wrapped up in allowing our weaknesses to define us, you know, for example, myself, um, I would describe myself as having a diverse array of talents. That is a much more positive way of saying jack of all trades, master of none, right? I'm an okay guitar player. I'm an okay singer. I'm an okay programmer. Um, I'm okay at lifting weights, at martial arts, at paints. Uh, uh, I'm terrible at, at doing anything house related. I can't, I can't do <laughs> I can't build a fucking cabinet to save my life. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. But of all the things that I'm multi-talented about, um, it's very easy to say that, well, I've never mastered the craft of X and then get down about it. Fuck all that. You know, um, as a musician, uh, I can play anything in the band. I can manage the band. I can promote the band. I can run sound. I can book a show. I can make a flyer. Now, any one of those things, I'm not the best guy. And I am okay with that because it's fucking me. So, and then um, that, you know, under dark moons, but the other side still needs the sun. That's that same thing about the duality and the, the fact that there's, there's shades of it in there, right? Um, in occult practices, sometimes you hear people talk about right and right hand path, left hand path, you know, and, and you're, you're going to do this practice or you're going to do that practice over there. And, and why not, why not do whatever makes sense for you? Right. Um, you know, the big, uh, the big irony among some people that, that get into occult type practices is they think that, well, okay, if I, if I go down this left-hand path route, I have to hate everybody. I have to be an individual because if I if I conform whatsoever, I'm going to give up part of myself, and and I think that's that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, for example, uh, uh, if I like your television set, I'm not going to break into your house, shoot you in the head, and take your television, right? I'm, I'm going to obey the law and not do all those things. Now, by obeying the law, does that take away any of my personal sovereignty? I don't think so. Because if I break into your house and shoot your head and take your TV, then I end up in jail. Am I really manifesting the best things in, in, in my life? Right? Um, so, and again, I, I, I didn't set out to make a band that was going to be the, um, the poster child for a, 
you know, you know, peace, love, and hugs of black metal. But um, and, and don't get me wrong, that's 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 not where I'm coming from. My, my next two songs are are legit hell Satan rip your face off songs. <laughs> uh, but but as somebody who has traveled the left hand path for more than a couple hours, and and, and you know, and, and more than just you know. Uh, getting on a subreddit and 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 whatever, um, I've realized that there is more to life than walking around depressed all the time. So, you know, I've taken things in my life that I've identified that were less than ideal, and I've either removed those things from my life, and it could be people, it could be removing a toxic person from your life, and and not associating with them. It could be um, I, I'm not as skilled in a certain area, so I take a class, right? Or it could be sometimes I'm distracted. Well, what do I do with my distraction? Learn multiple things. Think about that. I, I am medically diagnosed as ADHD, and I, I'm I'm a I, I don't want to I don't want to out myself as that's what I do for work. <laughs> so me as somebody who has ADHD, you'd think I, I wouldn't get a lot accomplished, but um, I've been promoted in my job um, sometimes twice in one year because I'm really good at my job. Um, but then I can come home and read a comic book and play a video game and play my guitar for 30 minutes. That's how my ADHD manifests. It manifests into this, this hyper-creative, hyper-productive mode instead of sitting there just running circles, I'm right? Why do you think there's the Nixus podcast, radio playlist, and more pro- more projects coming along the way that I can't talk about right now because they're at the baby stage, uh, but I'm the same way. My brain just go, 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 but I can't focus on just one thing. Focus on everything at the same time. I, no, yeah, and, 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 and if you're like me, you can't not be like that. No, there's no way. Yeah. And I'm doing a million things at the same time. And the only time I'm really not doing a million things is when I'm doing the interviews. I really try to just focus and do what I got to do. Other than that, other time, like as soon as I close the camera, I'm back to doing a million things at the same time. Yeah. Then I go to bed at night and then my brain's still doing a million things. I don't know if yours is like that too, but yeah, it takes a while before it shuts off. <laughs> sure. How do you how do you define success as an artist? Um, you know that's interesting because um, you know, as an artist, I I could be successful just picking up my guitar and playing it and and, and having fun. Um, to me, sharing my art is, is part of that success. Uh, I, I wouldn't have my music on Spotify if I didn't care about sharing it. Um, that being said, I, I don't care too much about making a career out of it. Um, I have a career. It pays the bills. This is, um, you know, my hobby, my art. It's, it's, it's still a valid part of my life. Success, um, you know, if, if again, I think I said this earlier in another question, if people are, are enjoying the music, if they're liking it, if it impacted their life, um, if they say, hey, man, that 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 song was great. Can can you can you 
write one about this. Like that, that would be fucking great. You know, um, I, I would think success as a musician is kind of measured in, in the following. Um, and with metal musicians, uh, especially in the extreme genres, um, you know, we've got a smaller market share than your, your pop and your hip hop and, and your country, um, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, we don't always need to play stadium shows, right? Uh, we want that brotherhood, that sisterhood, that, you know, um, I, I think the success of a band is going to be in the name recognition. Are people enjoying the music? Are people talking about the music? Um, you know, that'd be great. I, you know, I, I would love somebody that I've never met to go, oh, yeah, you know, Lennox, yeah, that, that one song about Cosmic Car and shit. That's fucking stupid. I, I hated it. But they're talking about it. That's okay. You know? So I've been sitting down with Venomous from Lennox for the past hour-ish, and uh, he's actually my first guest so far to have chosen the Nix's question, the question I ask everybody before we go. Before I ask you the question, is there anything you'd like to say to listeners right now? Um, One thing I can say to listeners, if you've got a band that you enjoy – interact with them. Um, the comments, the follows, uh, they, they, they really mean a lot. You know, these, these bands are out there, they're, they're working their ass off. And, and if they're anything like me, um, they want their music to be heard. And so, um, yeah, if you've got a band that you like, uh, tell them, <laughs> comment on their stuff, tell somebody else about them, buy a shirt, you know, buy two, give one to your cousin. <laughs> It's, and again, to, to me, it's, it's not about the money. It, it really isn't. I, I break even on my shirts. Uh, the, the, the shirts aren't there to, to make my mortgage payments. Um, you know, so. Yeah. So, to spread the word. They're just there to, to be worn by fans, by people that enjoy your music. That's right. That's awesome. Merch is the way to go. But, you know, like you break even on your merch, but that's something I usually tell people all the time, especially for um, bands that do do shows. They spend a lot of money on travel, vans, equipment. So if you can get some merch, they usually charge a little bit more, but it's because they're going to pocket a bit of money from that merch. So yeah. you save like, you know. That last drink that you were going to have, don't have it, but just go get yourself something. They usually have a sticker, posies. If you can't buy a shirt, you can always buy something small. Hey, sometimes those touring vans, they're, they're, they're living in a van, you know, and, and I've known guys where they, they make just enough on the shirt sales for cheeseburgers and gas, and they get to the next show. That's, that is it. Absolutely. They do it because they love doing it. That's right. So this is the last question of the night. The Nix's question. The Nix's question. <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, I, I picked that. Um, I've got way, way too many answers. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't sleep with that person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's no bad answers. I got told don't drink too much. Uh, to all the way to, you know, it will be okay. So there's no bad answer. <laughs> um, I would say the advice I would give my younger self, um, I, I would have steered myself away from religion sooner. 
And I, I, I you know, it's probably late in the interview to say I don't mean to uh, offend anybody of a religious persuasion, but um, you know, for me, uh, I put a, a lot of my life on hold for religion. I put my music on hold for religion. I, I, I threw away albums. Um, I just, uh, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Some of those years, uh, I, I did enjoy, I mean, I'm not going to say everything was always painful. You know, I, I met some interesting people that had some good stuff, but I was, I was living a fairy tale that I, I knew wasn't true. And the people that I was with knew it wasn't true. You know, I've had people look at me with a straight face and say that dinosaurs never existed. Satan invented fossils and put them in the earth to distract you and to think. And I've had people say that and, and believe it. Um, and so. Yeah, it, it goes deep. It goes deep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, it was, it was the process of myself actually going through seminary at the grad school level to finally realize, yeah, um, you know, the, this religion is, is made up and it's, and it's horse shit. Um, and unfortunately, uh, not everybody jumped ship like I did. I knew people that finished their master's degrees and got ordained as ministers that did not believe the things they were saying. Yeah. And, and I, I could I could talk for another hour on that all by itself. Well, but so the month of May, if you yeah. want to be there, I have a chaplain. Uh, when we talked about mental health, we talked about religious trauma. Yes. The chaplain approached me after. His name is The Metal Minister. You can find him on Facebook. And he approached me and he said, I would love to do a show on mental health, uh, religious trauma. I have a few guests already that had speak up, like spoke up during the uh, the interview the Thursday night about religious trauma. So they're going to be there. So it's always open to you if you want to come have a nice sit down conversation. It's an open platform. Everybody's allowed to say what they want to say. There's only discussions and so far, it went really well. There's no bad blood. He's not there to shove anything in anybody's place. He says it himself. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care what you believe in. I'm just here to talk. So he opens up the platform to come sit with us. And I already told him I am not Christian. I am pagan. And we have no issue. We sat together. We had a whole conversation. And we still talk right now in emails so that's good that that is that's great but yeah i you know i i, I didn't mean to, to to sidebar that conversation too much but yeah my advice to my younger self because you know again i've always been scientifically minded you know i was i you know, I'm, I'm an engineer for a living um you know and just there there there's a good chunk i would say 10 to 15 years of my adult life at least um where uh I simultaneously thought that what I was believing in was was crazy, but I felt compelled to because if I if I don't believe in this, it's any eternity of bad stuff is going to happen to me. Um, 
And um, yeah, I, I think it really derailed a lot of my formative years in my 20s and 30s. That's good advice. Like I said, it, that question is very personal. It's There's no bad answer because it's personal to you. And I always ask it because somebody else could relate to what you would say to your younger selves. But I think it's a very important question. And I thank you for being here for an hour with me and opening up, you know, about everything and about uh, your music and I'm glad we got to finally meet and sit down and talk. <laughs> yeah. But um, anytime you want to come back for one of those special episodes, anything, just hit me up and we'll bring you up. Outstanding. Thanks for having me. And um, you know, as a parting shot, if you check us out on Spotify, a lot of bands are doing this where a lot of us are making community playlists. Nix's playlist has one on Spotify. Absolutely awesome. So if you if you if you look up my artist page and you scroll down under artist playlist, it says Lennox recommended, and a bunch of my friends are in there. I've got people I've, I've never met. Um, big shout outs to uh, Anger Overdose, uh, Shovel Monster, Agbat, my boys Obsidian Shrine are in there. Vulgar Chaos, um, you know uh, it's it's some great stuff. So. Uh, and again, like I said before, if you've got bands that you like, interact with them, add them to your playlists, save the playlists, it, it helps. A lot of bands, like you said, are doing those playlists. Death Pigeon has a million of those playlists. Um, Death Pigeon, hell yes. Death Pigeon, holy shit. How did I not say that? I'll say it again. Death fucking Pigeon, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's, he's amazing. He he does so much for the community. The, the playlist, the, the playthrough that he's playing for the Sloppy Joe studio, the release of Death of Insanity soon. I mean, community's on fire, and I'm loving, loving, loving it. So we, we'll be keeping an eye on you guys because we haven't talked about it, but there will be a music video for Inner Dimension. So yes, there will. We will be keeping an eye on that, and we will be sharing it when it comes out. Outstanding. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much, Venomous, for being with us. Thank you, Mel. Have a good night. You too.